0: Welcome to the Evolved Marriage Podcast, Episode 6. Today we're going to be talking about emotional intimacy. Do you hear me? Do you see me? Do you want me? Hi, this is Kate. And this is Eric. And this is the Evolved Marriage Podcast.
1: Where we have fun with growth and connection.
0: Thanks for joining us. All
1: right, let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back. So this is Episode 6. Going to be talking about emotions.
0: Yahoo! Thanks for being here again today.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go deep on this. I'm going to nerd out. Not I love me. emotions. This is definitely
0: not my forte. We're
1: going to keep it good. You know, we're going to teach you guys some skills and help you guys out. But more importantly, Kate, how, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah, how, how you feeling? Well,
0: I'm feeling, I'm actually feeling very accomplished. Nice. I feel like I went out in the yard today. It was finally warm after like a couple of days of random snow. <laughs> so it felt really good to get outside, get a little bit sun.
1: Cut down I, all our trees.
0: Cut down all the dead hedges. It felt <laughs> so good. I felt so manly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, oh, what do you no. mean?
1: You're like the one that does that? <laughs> I would say it's true, though. We are very non-traditional. Yeah. Um, I was raised in a in a strong female household. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother definitely showed me how to do a lot of these things at home, which I'm very very good at. Um, and Kate's father is definitely like the woodworker, you know, yeah. the outdoor type does a lot of that stuff. So
0: yeah, I um, like to take care of my yard like that's my right. daddy did. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> we cut our lawn and all that stuff. And I like, uh, I like having a clean house. It's funny how it is, but yeah, I, I would say we're definitely different, but I feel like we're normal in this day and age. Like,
0: I feel like our, our strengths really balance each other out.
1: Yeah. Have I have a beautiful home. I love that. I love that <laughs> you felt accomplished. That's awesome. Thank you. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. I, I got this great energy. I'm feeling excited. I, maybe the best way to put it is I'm feeling feeling kind of frisky, oh my you know, goodness. like <laughs> playful and yeah, I, I don't know. All right. All yeah. right. So, all right. So let's get into uh, emotional six. intimacy. I'm yes. This.
0: So we are talking about emotional intimacy. And for those of you who are new to our podcast, this is based off of our relationship philosophy. And this is something you can find on our website at evolvemarriage.com. And check out the philosophy our philosophy tab um, to see our diagram that really describes this relationship philosophy. And so for us in the relationship philosophy, there's the self and there's the marriage. So today we're really diving deep into the marriage Uh, the marriage aspect of the relationship philosophy, but more specifically, we're going to go into the emotional intimacy branch.
1: Yeah. And we really want to dive deep into this because for us, amazing emotional intimacy often leads to better physical intimacy. Oftentimes when we're asking ourselves these three big questions and they're answered in a positive way, well, we feel closer to a partner. And that allows us to feel safe to reach and be vulnerable, not only emotionally, but physically. So those three big questions that typically come up are, do you hear me? Do you see me? And do you want me? Mm -hmm. And we're going to go deeper into these individually. And we're going to give you guys a tool to really help elevate that.
0: Mm -hmm. So when we're saying, do you hear me? We're really saying, can I open up to you? Can I be vulnerable? Can I be true and really talk about my emotions and my feelings to you? When I'm talking to you about something that happened in my day, are you listening? Can you hear me? Or are you still in your head doing other things? Are you busy? And what happens is when a person who's opening up to their spouse to so the the most impor- important person in their life doesn't feel like they're being heard. It can really have negative effects on the relationship.
1: That's right. And it often leads us uh, in a negative way to not be bidding or reaching out to our spouse, right? When we're asking ourselves these questions and we think or we imagine that our spouse is not going to respond to it, we actually avoid bidding towards them. When I say bidding, you know, reaching for them, trying to connect with them altogether, together. Because the last thing that we want is to be refused by our spouse mm-hmm. because when we're in those situations where we feel the most vulnerable, we take that personally, right? We take that as something that means that we're not good enough or we don't show up in the best way possible. So oftentimes, when we're asking this question, do you hear me? The main thing is, if I express myself to you, will you be able to receive all of me Free of judgment, Mm -hmm. free of criticism, free of directing, correcting you. And really what we typically want when we're sharing our deepest emotions, right? A lot of our insecurities to our partner is we want them to respond in a way that seems like, hey, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Mm -hmm. I love you. I will always love you. So please continue to share your heart with me. And I think that's really, really important for your partner to be able to do. And that's a skill, right? Mm Mm-hmm definitely.
0: We really want to share with you something that's really worked for us to improve this in our relationship. And that's emotional validation. And I'll let Eric talk a little bit more about this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, sure. So emotional validation is a skill that I think can really change the way that you're able to receive your partner. Mm -hmm. And it's really all about creating this really safe space for them to express themselves in the home. Do you have the space that's a judgment free zone where everyone can express themselves? They can have their own emotional experience freely, as long as they're not hurting anyone physically. Right? So, For Kate, that looks like, can she come home from work from a very stressed out day at school and just fully say, hey, that was horrible. Oh my God, that stressed me out. It was not cool. All this crappy stuff happened. And for me, just to fully receive her, to sit in that fire of her emotion with her and just validate her experience. Mm -hmm. It makes total sense that you're having this experience. sounds like you had a really tough day at work. If I was experiencing that, I would probably feel the exact same way. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Right. It's really important that we do this.
0: Right. And one of the big things that I'm currently working on and that, you know, we've had to work on is not trying to squash that feeling, not trying to stop it from happening, not trying to make me feel better, acting like a jester, trying to be like, listen, listen, you're, you're cranky. Let me make you feel better. La, 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 la. <laughs> you know? And it was really, it's really important to allow that emotion to go through that person, to allow that person to really live out that emotion.
1: Yeah. And I think so much of the skill comes from holding space for your partner, right? Like I said earlier, sitting in that fire and not adding a lot of some of your feelings Mm -hmm. to their feelings, because that's typically where the conflict will come up, right? And where next time when they think about sharing something with you, they might remember the time when they tried to do that, And the way the conversation ended was them feeling bad, was feeling worse. Yeah. I
0: shouldn't have opened up. I shouldn't have said anything. I should have put on a happy face and just come home and pretended I didn't have a bad day Yeah, because you were uncomfortable with my emotions.
1: Exactly. And Mm -hmm. the message that I'm getting is when I share my emotions, I am a burden. I am bad. I am wrong. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is next time we just repress and bury that. So a tool that I really want you guys to learn here around emotional validation uh, is the LEAD model. And so that's, you know, L-E-A-D, like an acronym. So L is labeling the emotion. This idea of tactical empathy, and when you talk about it seems like, you know, it sounds like, and you're really taking a guess, if you will, at labeling the emotion. Mm -hmm. You sound frustrated. And so it doesn't mean that you're right. You know, your partner might respond and say, I'm not frustrated. That's not true. Right.
0: I'm not mad. Right. Exactly.
1: And that's okay. Oh, my mistake. I just, you know, I thought that's what you did. So you're not actually telling her how she feels. Instead, it's more of a guess. Oh, it sounds like you had a really tough day at work. And then you give them the ability to respond and say, yes, I did. And typically they'll continue on. So labeling the emotion is really important and trying to really understand what your partner's feeling in an open way. The E is for empathizing. So this is really important. We don't want to be sympathizing. We want to be sitting in that fire with them and really empathizing and seeing the world through their eyes. What could they be thinking? What could they be feeling? And you really want to try to understand by being curious about exactly what their experience was like. So curiosity is really important during this empathizing phase. The A in the lead model is accepting the emotion. So this is something really important that I want you guys to understand is that when you're emotionally validating someone's experience, it doesn't mean that you're agreeing with what they're saying, right? When Kate comes home from work and she's like losing her mind, she's saying, oh my God, this person was horrible. She's such a horrible human being. I hate her so much. <laughs> doesn't happen a lot, by the way. But, you know, let's say she's saying this at the extreme. I don't have to agree that that person is also a horrible human being, but I can validate and agree that she, it's okay for Kate to have this emotional experience of this person. Mm-hmm. That Kate has a total right to this experience. But I don't necessarily agree with the statement she's making. I'm just saying, hey, makes total sense that you're having this experience, right? If I was in that situation, I might have an experience as well if somebody was really frustrating me. So accepting the emotion and that this person has a right to that experience is really important. And then the D in the lead model is decide what to do next. So oftentimes deciding what to do next can be a lot of things, right? You can ask permission to share some insight. Hey, would you mind if I share something that worked for me or a story that worked for me that relates to this? Always ask permission for that. You can ask more questions. Hey, do you mind if I ask a question here? Uh, or really you can do nothing, right? Sometimes when Kate comes to me and I'm, I'm going through this lead model and then I'm at the D part to decide what to do next. I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. I just sit there and wait. And then Kate will say, oh, you know, thanks. Thanks for listening to me. I appreciate you giving me this space. Thanks hug her and then we move on mm-hmm. and it there's no conflict Kate feels like she's been accepted so that lead model is really a game changer when it comes to walking through this and it's all about slowing it down which is really important
0: definitely and I think it's something that if you try in your relationship and it takes practice yep. <laughs> even I I'm like listening to Eric talk right now I'm like all oh, right. Yeah, kind of (laughs) forgot about that.
1: Yeah, and we're not perfect by any means, right? The idea here is progress over perfection. Mm -hmm. So it's just about trying and accepting that you're growing slowly and giving yourself a lot of grace.
0: Exactly. So let's move on to the next question, which is, do you see me?
1: Yeah, so do you see me really comes down to this idea of, are you noticing the impact that I am having on your life? And do you value that impact, right? So oftentimes it's this idea of we as human beings, we want to serve others, right? We want to be helpful. We want to do things. We want to do things that really validate us. So when I'm doing things around the house for Kate or when I'm doing things to, you know, provide for our family, our career, I want Kate as my lover, as my partner, as my spouse to notice that I'm doing these things because it's important for me to feel valued as a human being. I want to belong in this marriage. I want to have importance.
0: Yeah. And it's so easy for us as a partner to fall into, well, that's your job. I mean, I don't have to say thank you. That's what
1: he's supposed to do. I love that you said that because I think it's such a thing that couples fall into. Like, well, of course he has to vacuum the home. I'm not saying thanks. It's his home, regardless of whether or not you think they should do it or not. And it's part of their job. It's always feels good to be appreciated for the things you do. Mm -hmm. Right? To be seen. Exactly. And I think that's such a great question that we're constantly asking ourselves: Do you notice what I'm doing? Do you notice me as a human being? Not just this thing around you. Right. Did you notice the small
0: note I left for you? Did you notice that I put an extra chocolate in your lunch today? Did you notice that I did this and that and the other thing? It's sometimes even just the smallest things
1: that it's so important to point everything out. And so oftentimes, you know, we get into these little habits and routines, but it's still important to recognize your partner in that way.
0: Exactly. So how can you improve this in your relationship? one of the ways is through gratitude and appreciation. But when you're expressing gratitude and appreciation, it's so important to be specific, to not just say, oh, I really appreciate that you're an amazing dad, Eric. Well, what is it specifically that I saw Eric do and it really made me feel like he was a good dad? For example, you could say something like, I appreciate you taking care of dinner tonight, it really allowed me to feel calm and be present with the kids. So that's an example that you could use. I'm not just saying, thanks for making dinner tonight, Eric. I'm really getting deep into it. And I'm not only talking, I'm not only saying thank you, but I'm saying how it made me feel, how it impacted my life. And it was very, it's very specific and it makes your partner feel like they're really being seen. You're not just reading from a script of, yeah, thanks so much for making dinner. It means so much more when you add specific details and you really talk about how it impacted
1: you. Yeah, absolutely, and mm-hmm. you know, and oftentimes, you know, I say it's such a powerful thing to hear when you're when somebody's doing something for you and you tell them, "Hey, I see you," and they're like, oh, "Okay, yeah," and you're like, "No, no, I really do see you. Like, you make an impact in my life. It's amazing. I wouldn't have the life I have without you."
0: Exactly. So let's move on to the third question. It's, do you want me? So what we mean by when we say that is, am I a part of your life? Do you like being around me? Do you want me around? Do you desire me? Do you me? desire me? Am I sexy? Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely a part of it. Definitely. But are you interested in having me around? Yeah. Do you want to meet? Do you want me to meet your friends? Do you want me to meet your coworkers? Feeling like your partner wants you to be part of their life can have you feel so much closer to them.
1: Yeah, and I think this this really touches base on a deep childhood need to be loved, right? Mm-hmm. To feel loved, and this is something that uh, your partner can offer you in your marriage, right? This is something Kate and I talk a lot about. We talk about caretaking in mm-hmm. our marriage, and as much as I want Kate to be my partner, you know, this amazing sexual being in the bedroom, all these things, sometimes I want her to care for me, to care for that young five-year-old boy that's inside me, Mm -hmm. right? And so when we have this idea and we're asking this question, do you want me? It really comes to this place of, am I lovable? Mm -hmm. Like, do I have value to you in your life? Do you want to pursue me? Do you want to be with me? Do you love my company and me as a human being? That is a huge question for a lot of us because that idea of having self-worth is in constant question for most of us, right? So One way to really improve this, and this is something we use in our marriage constantly, um, is this idea of fun and curiosity, right? Being curious about your partner and who they are now. I think a lot of times when couples get married, they get married, they do go through the dating phase, and it's totally natural. After you get married, you have the kids, you have the house and all that stuff, you start to settle down, and that idea of pursuing goes away. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to rock the boat. So it's really important to... Really stop that thinking and start to be curious and get to know your partner all over again. Kate is a different woman than when I met her 17 years ago, Mm -hmm. right? And you're changing all the time. You're a different woman than you were last year.
0: Right. We go through different seasons in our life, whether it's a big season like having a new child or a little season like, you know, creating a garden in your backyard. Mm -hmm. Like, you go through all these seasons, and it changes you as a person. It changes your daily life. So it's so important for you to stay curious and stay interested. And there's definitely ways you can improve this in your marriage.
1: This is a skill that really Kate has been honing. Um, You know, so I'll tell you a quick story, but you know, I'm a total geek. I'm a nerd, so I read a lot of comic books. (laughs) And sometimes Kate will be asking me what's happening in the comic books. And I'm like reading and we're kind of in bed together. She's looking at the images and she's like genuinely interested. I know Kate doesn't care about comics. She doesn't care about any (laughs) of that stuff. But what she's trying to do is she's trying to cultivate that idea of, I want to be with you, Eric. I love that you love this and I want to be part of this with you. And at first it was kind of like, okay, yeah, like it's not genuine. Why are you in my world? (laughs) But after a while it's like, hey, this feels really good. Like when you ask me about this stuff and these weird things that I'm reading. And so I really appreciate you for that. And that is a muscle, right? Mm-hmm. That's something you need to practice. That's something you need to do because the reality is you might not always be completely interested. They might not light you up, the things your partners do, but it's important because when you start to get curious, you start to understand why it lights them up. Right. So that really wraps us, wraps it up. We really want to emphasize this idea of creating space daily to do some of this stuff, to be fun and to be curious, to share gratitude and appreciation. And also to practice emotional validation. So you can take five to 10 minutes every day and practice one of those skills and be open about that you're trying to practice this, right? Don't don't try to do this all covertly and <laughs> slyly do it. Hey, I'm trying this new skill and I want to bring us closer together. So I'm going to be curious yeah. for the next little while. Are you open to receiving some of that curiosity?
0: Yeah, and if you're feeling insecure, tell me. Being completely open and honest with your your partner, uh, it really dissolves those conflicts. <laughs>
1: So as we're wrapping up here, I really want to encourage all of you uh, you know as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, just pick up your phone, send a video message, a voice memo, or even just a text message sharing gratitude and appreciation in a specific way to your spouse. right? Don't just pass this off. don't just listen to this episode and not do some of this stuff. This is game changing when it comes to your emotional intimacy. If you want to take it even a further step, plan a date, put something on the calendar. find that spice again, find that love, that curiosity of your spouse. Show them that you want them in your life again, that you actually want all of them and desire them as a human being.
0: Mm-hmm. So make sure you check out our website at evolvemarriage.com for everything we offer. Our social media information, are in, is, uh, they're all in the show notes and um, all the links we talked about today as well. If you feel stuck with this, if you're kind of like me and emotions is not your thing and it's something that's difficult for you, um, we do have one-on-one help with Eric um, to get you on the right path to teach you the skills you you need to really help you when it comes to this. So check out evolvemarriage.com slash coaching to work with Eric. But most important of all, make sure you share this episode with somebody that you think could benefit from it. Yeah. We really, really want to help all the relationships out there, all the couples um, who need help in their relationships.
1: And we're all about co-creating. So mm-hmm. we need your help to assist us in this mission. Share your own thoughts, right? Share what you're learning on this podcast with people mm-hmm. because uh, we want to change the game when it comes to marriage and the world here. Mm-hmm. So that's it for us this week. Cheers. Bye.